Hi, welcome to The World Between Us. As you know, this is the podcast that is basically just an excuse for me to talk to interesting people. And this week, that continues to be true. I spoke to Agata and Anastasia, the hosts of Dunktown Podcast, a podcast all about basketball that I really enjoy and have been listening to a lot since the start of lockdown. I'm also a subscriber to their Patreon and love the content they make. Um, whether you know a lot about basketball or you're getting into the NBA and the WNBA, their show is really informative, really funny, really politically conscious, and yeah, just a good listen on that topic. For a little bit of context, we, we start this episode uh, with me asking about the NBA and the WNBA bubble. We recorded this just a little over a month ago when uh, the league had come back and they were playing games and the way that they were managing that was uh, through isolating all the players, isolating the entire league, basically. So just so you know, that's that's what we start talking about. If you want to follow them, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just check out the links I'm going to put on the show notes. In talking about show notes, I wanted to make a special mention here in the intro about their producer, Gabe, who, who produces the whole Dunktown podcast. Gabe is an extremely talented guy who unfortunately wasn't on this interview, but I have to say, I wanted to make a note here, that he writes the best podcast notes in the game. <laughs> if you, Wherever you're listening to podcasts, if you check out the notes on each episode uh, uh, on the Dunktown podcast, he has the most detailed list with links to everything you could conceivably have wanted to know more about in that show. And it's just brilliant. And it enhances the, the podcast experience a lot. So I just wanted to make a mention here at the start that uh, it's not something I thought I'd be complimenting people on. But Gabe and Dunktown's podcast show notes are brilliant. And if you're looking for a good example... They are it. Anyway, we had a good conversation, and I hope you enjoy it too. I'm wondering, for British listeners, um, can you explain how the bubble is working right now? Um, how is that going? Is it what it promised to be? Is it working, I guess? I, I, yeah, think, I think, I mean, it is working, right? No one's yeah. gotten sick. We, but. I mean, we were very skeptical about it, like, being an actual bubble because... When when they talked about it, they said, you know, of course, all the players, everyone else is getting tested, but then they're going to have people, they're going to be interacting with people in their resorts that are not part of the bubble or coming and going. So right. I was employees like... employees too, like there's right. people working there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. But it seems like, it seems like it's working. It totally, like they're doing all kinds of stuff. They're wearing like a special ring. They're doing... Like yeah. the temperature checks constantly and the testing and yeah. I think also and- compared to other sports, you know, we're in the United States, we're looking at the like major league baseball who has right. just incredible, it's such an incredible fail. Is it? I didn't realize. Have, has it not worked? Whole should, teams yeah, look it up. have it's, been okay. infected. You know? It's like Whoa. worst case scenario, really. Yeah. And, oh and they, because they basically were like, Let's just start the season and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> without like really anything in place and it yeah, that I mean comparatively the NBA looks so positive. It looks like they really put a lot of money obviously into yeah. making 
at a safe environment and to the surprise of me and many others it actually worked and then it's also like kind of a perfect metaphor for like this is what would work in this country (laughs) if if all these measures were in place on a broad scale if you had testing available if if, you know if you could quarantine people who are sick um if you gave everyone masks if everyone had masks and wore them all the time like it would just be a different story totally because it it does feel like the whole bubble thing is such a huge operation like and it's and yeah like you said it works when you put that much effort into the detail it seems to just work um one of the things i really like about uh dunktown is how you are willing to talk about the political ramifications of all of this and both as the bubble was starting kind of expressing some hesitation of like should this happen? Should this not happen? Uh, but also in the last few months with um, the the kind of repercussions of Black Lives Matter and of uh, police brutality, as we saw with players and in the court and stuff. Was that a, a, a deliberate choice to be kind of also looking at the political side of all of this? Or did it just follow from your own personal interest and yeah, how you, yeah, I how think you look it's at the sport? A- it's definitely an extension of just like our personalities. The, right. These are the kinds of things that we talk about just amongst us. Um, right. And I think when it came to doing the podcast, I don't mm-hmm. even think we had a conversation about it. Did, I mean, we do right. sometimes have conversations before episodes to be like, how should we handle this? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But the it's never an issue of should we talk about this or not i think yeah, we right. both feel pretty comfortable talking about those issues if we believe in them strongly enough yeah yeah and our our show is i would say like generally very lighthearted we talk about um very stupid things that happen during the game and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> off the court um you know it's supposed to be silly and funny but i mean I think we do also have a responsibility as people with a platform and specifically as two white people with a platform um, that we need to address. uh, We need to address those issues because we are, we're talking about sports. We're talking about leagues that um, have a majority black players and, and it's not right for us to be, you know there for all the fun times and laughing at all the you know all the jokes and all that and then once things are serious and uh you know the players are really hurting and we're Uh just kind of we're just it it wouldn't feel right for us to be like okay well this we're not going to talk about this because i don't want to or it does or it's scary or whatever right and like of course it is because it's like we don't want to we don't want to say anything wrong but we also um you know trust trust ourselves to know and like to be growing and yeah learning and changing and that's all part of the process too but um yeah. and i, mean, I think was, the players teach us quite a bit i mean right. for, just looking at what, what the players are talking about which isn't yeah. always the case oddly enough when we first started the podcast you know we did we would talk about you know, if a player had a history of sexual assault or something like that, that's not something that's always talked about um, when it comes to sports in general, but even, you know, basketball in particular. So I think this time it was almost easier because it was like, let's just listen to the players, let them 
you know, we'll play clips of what they have to say. I, I mean, I think even on the topic of like covering politics and in, in relation to sport, I was listening to the most recent episode and it's truly amazing how you managed to go into talking about some of the kind of toughest political, you know, like you said, human rights things, but then also very quickly pivoting into who would you like to kiss in the NBA? (laughs) (laughs) Some some brilliant questions like that. I think there's just something to that mix that really works. (laughs) Yeah, we we struggle with it because it's like, you know, we want our show to still be entertaining and fun. We don't want to be too flippant or, you know, dismissive when serious shit is going on. Um, But, you know, we also we want to bring joy to people and 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 we've gotten a lot you know through quarantine we've gotten a lot of people writing us and telling us that they are so happy that we've we've kept the show going even though there was no basketball for so long um which is great because we we just did it because we didn't know what else to do we were like yeah let's just keep going i guess i mean yeah (laughs) and i think we just our personalities is we deal with stress and you know emotion through humor like I a lot of what we uh do just when we're talking to each other it's like even if we're super depressed we're kind of cracking jokes about it so I think it it is one thing where like we don't want to be insensitive we don't want to crack jokes about the wrong thing but at the same time we we still need to process things through humor just because that's who we are one of the things that i like most about basketball is the not basketball side of it in the kind of in between stories and legends and gossip and drama and myth and all of it um what is to each of you what's your favorite basketball story or your basketball plot line i suppose that's a great question um i i mean i'm gonna say this is too easy of an answer but Kawhi yeah. leonard i just i knew you would say <laughs> i knew i knew it i just yeah. am obs- i'm obsessed with the guy i mean he's yeah. so fascinating and watching him you know switch from the Spurs to the Raptors uh-huh. and then completely dominate with just like the straightest face <laughs> you've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And, and then just be like, okay, now I'm going to do what I want. I'll come to LA. Yeah. Um, and then he's just, he's just so consistent and he's such an enigma and he makes me laugh. He, make, yeah. he makes me laugh. I don't know if he's trying to be funny, but <laughs> I, I'm just so happy to have him on the Clippers. He's, he's a joy and, Oh, he's a weird dude. I... Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's something about people who have that kind of charisma that you can just tell from their like body language that you're like, I like you. I, exactly. I would like to hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. He also has a, a fascinating, I mean, fascinating is not the right word, but his um, life before the NBA was mm. just so um, traumatic his father was killed and like he has this like very um this very you know unusual backstory and yeah he's an interesting guy uh 
I, I think my, one of my favorite stories, um, even though there's so many, because you, you hit the nail on the head, like that's the best part yeah. of basketball. Yeah. Um, but I think one of them has to be um, the young Lakers from last season. So last season, you know, LeBron came to the Lakers. It was uh-huh. such a big deal. And he was just surrounded by these very young guys. And um, they kept calling them the young core and they were like, we're going to build up this like amazing team. And then they, in typical Laker fashion, they just got rid of all of them except for one. Uh, And uh, all of the rest of them went to the Pelicans. And so it's really interesting to now see them on the Pelicans. The Pelicans, you know, got, a first round draft pick in Zion Williamson. Yeah. And so now it's all of these like very talented young guys together. And um, with Drew Holiday, who is a a bit of a veteran and um, he's sort of like just teaching these, these young kids, they're figuring it out together, but they have so much potential. I feel like in three to five years, that team, if they stay the course, are just going to be wild. And, and, you know, one person in particular with, well, actually two people with Lonzo ball and Brandon Ingram, Uh um, who were so upset and, uh, you know, all of them were upset that they were leaving LA. Yeah. Just thrown away like that. And now they Um, get to prove themselves. Yeah. 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 And then on, on the non-basketball side, um, (laughs) Paul George was dating Oh yeah, <laughs> Paul George was dating. Uh, what's her Callie. name? Callie. Callie, Callie Rivers. Rivers. So she. So he ended up cheating on her. Okay. Um, Wait, where do I know Callie Rivers from? What's, what's so she is Doc. She's Doc Rivers' daughter. Okay, right. And then Paul George gets traded to the Clippers. So now he is playing for Doc Rivers, yeah. who is the father of the girl that he cheated on and dumped. Uh, uh yeah that's I love, that. <laughs> I love it austin rivers who is yes. doc rivers son also plays in the nba on the houston rockets right and so there was this perfect storm recently where the um the rockets were playing the clippers yeah so paul george was playing against austin rivers and four <sighs> doc rivers and they have these like virtual fan th- situations where yeah. there's like a huge jumbotron with right, right. On it. And Callie Rivers is up there. Oh and my Paul god! George had one of the worst games because he's ever so, had. It's so Callie, I yeah. mean, <laughs> and yeah. and Callie Rivers married into didn't she marry another? Oh, basketball I'm sorry. Player? I'm I me- I totally messed that up. He was playing against the Mavericks, and Callie Rivers oh. is married to um seth curry seth Seth curry's brother (laughs) steph curry's brother so it was all the curry yeah yeah okay yeah she got mixed (laughs) up so all the curries were in the crowd (laughs) and it was del curry and mom curry uh and And, um steph was in in the crowd as well and callie was there and they're all watching this jerk who cheated (laughs) on the callie rivers (laughs) Oh just my spanking God. them well he was doing a bad job he was doing a bad job for a couple games so maybe they were liking that but yeah, I, yeah. It, it's i mean i guess they must be over it because 
you know, he's playing for Doc and it seems yeah. fine. Just because we touched on that, let me ask you about LeBron. I don't understand the Americans' relationship with LeBron. Is he, I think for anyone else in the world, he's a genius. He's like the, the, a complete king. He doesn't seem to have the same kind of approval in the States. Is that He's both right? loved and hated, I would say. Well, I think I think the thing is a lot of people are used to him spanking their favorite team. Right. <laughs> and that, right. <laughs> that that you know causes that creates a lot of enemies. Yeah. So, um and then of course the situation with Cleveland, um yeah. that a lot of people disliked him after that situation. LeBron in a lot of ways changed the culture of the league. Okay. He made it popular to be politically active and outspoken. Right. Um, and it, that wasn't really a popular thing. You know, for some players, it definitely was. But yeah. he made it just this, like, cool thing to do. Um, yeah. And so I think he became this example for a lot of conservative Americans where they were just like, just shut up and dribble, which is something right. that they would you know, have said to him quite a bit. Okay. Um, and he's yeah. like, no, I'm going to use my platform for, you know, change and yeah. make positive impact. And so I think there's that whole element too, where yeah. people like basketball, but yeah. don't agree with his views. And yeah. so they hate him. But, and it, but it's, it is especially funny to me because one of the things that I see him changing from other kind of iconic players is that he is a sweetie like he's such a lovely guy and and it seems like he tries to like you were saying bring a team together and like be the dad um but, Papa. which he... we call him Papa LeBron <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it, which you know you look at Michael Jordan and you're like sure great player but like seems like a an awful guy <laughs> like yeah, he, he did the exact opposite of right. LeBron, where right. he was like, I am going to bully you until you play better. And it's like, yeah. that doesn't work. And bullied people out of the league and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I guess it worked for him. He's one of the yeah, I mean, of all time. <laughs> no, let's give Michael Jordan some notes on how to, how to move his career forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the podcast had to be about any other sport and not about basketball, what would you do it on? Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Equ equal amount of drama, actually. <laughs> um, we would have uh, to choose something so off the map because right. we, yeah. we don't like baseball. It's very boring. I don't uh, like football. Football or American, American football is too aggressive. Right, right. I yeah. do yeah. like football, like, uh, you know, um, soccer, soccer yeah. football. Yeah. Um, but that that's too big. I feel like okay. we would have <laughs> yeah. to yeah. go Worldwide, outside the United yeah. States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would have to that's be something wild like, uh, yeah, like marbles or like darts <laughs> or something. <laughs> God. I mean, Billiards. I feel like if I had to choose, I would go with maybe – baseball just because it seems like there's a lot of drama that happens based on like yeah people i hear people talking about it at work and like yeah. on twitter and stuff like yeah uh you know cheating scandals all that fun stuff but yeah. you know i do not enjoy watching a baseball game it, so <laughs> yeah 
I it would be hard. It would be a struggle. <laughs> That's the thing. I read Moneyball and I was like, this is brilliant. I'm into baseball now. And then watched watched the game and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like this is so boring. Oh my it's god. Mass. The World the World Series last time, it was like the Dodgers game was like it went for like seven hours or something, oh right? My yeah. God. It was one of the so games. Long. It wouldn't end. Everybody oh. was like leaving the stadium because it was like yeah (laughs) they went through like three or four pitchers like it was really intense and i'm i guess cricket is like that too right where it can just go on forever but like uh i feel like baseball is the math of sports like right. <laughs> it's all about statistics and numbers and averages and stuff. And I'm like, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can recommend, uh, volleyball, women's volleyball. Oh, um, I played volleyball in high school. Did you? It's, it's <laughs> like the second biggest televised sport in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. wow. and, and there's lots of drama and it's fun. Yeah. And it's an easy one to Ooh. get into. So. You know, if Maybe, basketball yeah. is ever over, um, <laughs> I'm sure you can. Well, we've uh, we've talked about doing some like doing some stuff like that for our, our Patreon that just launched. Uh, yeah. Getting kind of silly and exploring outside of basketball so yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we'll yeah. maybe we'll check out some volleyball yeah that's a good that's idea. Right. there's some there's some good stuff there um also have... tennis seems like a big deal right like that's yeah, like a worldwide that's right. thing yeah. i did forget that it existed <laughs> <laughs> such a big deal but, <laughs> but yeah a lot of people love tennis right and like yeah. big personalities and, and mm-hmm. drama too which is great um, yeah yeah, and games that can go on for a full day, like also right. like crazy stuff. Um, sure. I I have a personal question. I need to make myself vulnerable for a second here <laughs> and ask you this. My I follow very kind of loosely like different teams in the U.S. When I was a kid in the '90s, I made a commitment to support the Raptors because mm. they had the best jerseys. Yes. Uh, ever with a little little you know cartoon. Oh yeah. I've got one. Um, the oh, it's yeah. so good. I love it. It's the best jersey. But anyway, I the I I've kept that commitment of like them being the ones that I like loosely root for, and they're doing well. Is rooting for the Raptors a corny, like boring pick though? Should I be looking for a no. more exciting? No. Okay. I I mean no. I don't think so. Okay. If you're looking for sweeties, you could not yeah. find more on one team. Okay. Like uh, honestly, <laughs> and I, I am I, looking I, for sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm in the market for. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got you've got Serge, you've got Kyle Lowry, yeah. uh, best Fred Van Lee, who has who's a great dad. Like his whole <laughs> really okay is good dad. <laughs> Yeah, there's these really cute videos of his kids in the bubble that are have been floating uh, around. It's very sweet. Okay. Um, it was very easy to root for them. I think last year I right. I loved, you know, watching Kawhi with them and especially getting to steal him for our Clippers. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but I think to answer your question, no, I think that's a totally legitimate team to root for. And also, yeah. I'm Canadian, so I'm gonna say okay. yes no matter yeah. what. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, they like 
you know, because last year winning the championship for them was huge. They had yeah, never, yeah. you know, no, um, there used to be another Canadian team, the Vancouver Grizzlies, but wow. that no Canadian team has ever won the championship. And um, the parade I, was crazy. The parade was crazy. Right. Like the whole, all of the whole country was yeah. like rooting for this team, which is oh, amazing. So cool. Yeah, and their it. coach, Nick Nurse, is a, he seems like a really great guy. And also, Sergi Baca, I'm going to call him YouTube star Sergi Baca because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has two amazing shows on YouTube. One where he uh. cooks weird food for his teammates and another one where he talks about fashion with his teammates. And his, uh. one of the young guys on the team, OG Ananobi, uh-huh. really challenged his fashion um, history <laughs> And just seeing the two of them together was great. So I'd say oh, great. Yeah. Maybe great one pick. of the best pick okay. picks you could have had. Okay, yeah. good. I guess I was afraid that there were two. I think I guess a lot of people are picking them. A lot of people are like joining the, the Raptors. Yeah, well, they're getting I on the bandwagon. They, yeah, they just That's won. Um, yeah, obviously they just won the championship. So yeah. people are going to jump on. I don't think there's anything wrong with jumping on a bandwagon. That's uh, right. If people want to do that, like... <laughs> As long as you're not like, I've been here since the beginning of time. Yeah. And it's like yeah. clearly a lie. <laughs> I mean, I can't uh, fool myself. I started following them because of the jersey. There's no like in-depth basketball no. analysis. Like <laughs> That's a great reason, in my opinion, to pick a team. Because you have yeah. to wear their stuff. Yeah. You got to choose someone yeah. who's got good, you know, design. Yeah. The Mavericks make it really hard in that arena. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Suns, <laughs> too. The there, Suns have some, some cute bad, stuff. Yeah. The color I'm, combos can be I feel like the Mavs have better color combos, horrible design, and mm. the Suns have bad color combos, better design. Yeah. I would get rid of the orange. I like the purple, the Suns yeah. purple. Yeah. I do like seeing logos that include a basketball in them. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah. that's so funny. There's nothing like that in football. Like I would love to just have have a ball or have a little goalkeeper <laughs> or like have a something like that. It's pretty cute. Yeah. A cartoon uh, little basketball. With yeah. Tell me what I'm looking at. Explain it to me. I, I want to see it. I don't know what sport it is unless the ball That's, is in the logo. <laughs> Where should people be going for good basketball content if they're not mm. that into basketball? Where Where mm. are those kinds of like interesting stories and and yeah things that might appeal to people um i th- uh, sorry I think, go ahead i got it um sorry i i think uh well first of all i gotta plug dunk town because that's that's our whole thing <laughs> yes, um yes. we uh, you know we're we pride ourselves on being accessible to people um you know we're not talking about really advanced statistics or anything <laughs> yeah if you want to I think you could just dive right in if you're interested. Um, and we're uh, still learning, so you can just learn yeah. with us. We're not experts by any means. No. As I'm sure you could tell from some of our answers. <laughs> um, and I, the other place, I think, is Twitter. That's really where I get most of my news. And the there's a really great community there, and people are really funny, and the jokes yeah. and the memes and all that stuff. Like that's really what made me want to understand what was going on because I was on yeah. Twitter before and I was like, there's so much happening that I <laughs> is going over my head and I want to understand it. And now I do because yeah. I put the time in. Yeah. Um, so I and think have, that, sorry, go ahead. 
I would add two other uh, places to that. I completely agree about Twitter. Like, that's how we learned a lot. Um, But I would also say Players Tribune is a website where essentially they help players tell their own stories. They have an editor working with a player uh, across many sports. But you can find lots of basketball players talking about their stories. Like, there was this amazing... A piece by Allen Iverson just about his whole career, but he talked a lot about discrimination because he refused to dress the way and look the way that they wanted him to. Sure. And, and um, the, the NBA dress code exists because of that. Yes, really? Which is wow. crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And then uh, the other place I would recommend is a podcast called Horse, where they tell weird stories from the league. It's like very off the court stuff where it's like, um, you know, did you know that one time there was a halftime show where a man fought a bear? You know, (laughs) there's like (laughs) weird stuff like that. Um, But they tell a lot of interesting stories and that's a good way to get to know players specifically. Um, I think once you find your favorite player, yeah. It's so easy to just say, okay, I'm just going to follow this player and learn everything yeah, about yeah. them. And that's just such a good entry point. Dunktown is a Dunktown podcast on Twitter, and you can find them on Patreon and on your podcast apps. I will add links to the show notes here. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at World Between Pod. We're available on pretty much everywhere that offers podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and wherever it is that you're listening, please review us. Uh, that's a great way for people to hear about the show and, and, and for word to get out there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.